1: 4.9, your inside guide to the music industry with myself, Leo. Tonight, now one guest who has been in the industry a long time, so approaching her 40th anniversary next year. Tina Arena, welcome back to Joy. Thank you. <laughs> now, Young Talent Time, 1975. You joined the cast of Young Talent Time. The first song you sang was Abba's Ring, Ring. Mm. You left in 1983. What a great training ground mm. for someone so young. Mm. Do you look back on that time fondly?
0: Very, very. Mm. I mean, I was really, I think I'm probably one of maybe a handful of people that have had that kind of an education. It was a very organic way to learn your craft and... um I really, honestly believe that without that kind of grounding, I would never have lasted till now. I know that. Mm. You know, I'm not stupid enough to think otherwise. You know, it was an extraordinary education, and it was really, really organic.
1: And that connection with your audience has been so long, mm. and your fans have been remained so loyal. Mm, amazing. You no, know, I mean it's almost like people have grown up with you. They have, and that connection is is still there, Absolutely. and people are still coming to your gigs, still buying your music.
0: Well, it's, uh, i think—it's an extraordinary privilege to actually have people that grow up with you, that follow all your, that follow your good, good, uh, bad, and indifferent moments. It's kind of beautiful.
1: Because the public voted you as the Australia's greatest singer of all time on the news.com poll, mm. which was must have felt really it was, humbling. It, it was. Because was a public vote.
0: Yeah, it is a public vote. And there was also a vote from my peers in the mm. industry as well, which was the same thing. Yeah, I was pretty taken back by that one. I didn't really have much to say because I was a little bit sort of – I was a bit gobsmacked, to be really honest. Yeah. It wasn't something that I – expected to that point. I knew that there was a lot of respect because it's a respect that I too have reciprocated. I've always been, you know, really aware of those people that were there before me. The Chrissy Amphlets, you know, Olivia, you know, going back to Helen Reddy, you know, nobody understood what that woman did in that kind of time to have left Australian shores and to have gone into the unknown, a place like America, you know, it's like, it's a pretty courageous thing to do. Mm. So I was really humbled by it. I was really, really taken back by it.
1: This shows about the music industry and over the years, there's been so much change. I mean, when I was growing up, there were records. There was 45 and 12 mm. inches and, and, mm. and vinyl and then there was tapes and then there were CDs and now there's downloads and you've got social media. How have you adapted as an artist over that time?
0: You don't have a choice. You have to adapt if you yeah. want to survive because they are impositions. positions. The technological world does, you know, it imposes itself because it enables those things to be able to be produced and put in a, in a format where we are all able to listen to that. Having watched five different formats over the past 40 years, it's been, you know, it's been an interesting journey you know going, going from vinyl to tapes I've to vinyl to tapes to cd <laughs> to digital to so now streaming you know yeah, yeah it's an in- phenomenal amount of change
1: yeah, it's almost and like I'm, coming full circle because now vinyl was back in business again. You see vinyl everywhere on JB Hi-Fi. Well, you know,
0: I always thought, you know, if, if I kind of hang around maybe long enough, you know, I might become <laughs> sort of fashionable. I guess it, the same philosophy could apply to me, wouldn't you say, Leah?
1: Exactly right, Dom. <laughs> Exactly. The Aria Awards, seven Aria Awards you've won this year about bloody time, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, beautiful. Someone, I mean, this should be done ages ago, Dom, just saying. Yeah,
0: you know, it's really funny because a lot of people are saying that and I'm, I'm a little bit... I believe that it happens when it's meant to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that I'm in a position now where I'm actually really able to have a great appreciation for the fact that I'm in being inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's really humbling. I actually understand the weight and the enormity of, of that kind of an induction. I've been dragging the bag since 1980 It's when me down, can someone Hi there, this is Tina Arena. You're inside the Sound Museum on Joy 94.9.
1: The new album, Eleven, you've worked on this in Sydney, Melbourne, Stockholm, Paris, London. Mm. They're international favorite, Amazing co-writers on this project. Mm. I mean, John Hume is a Kiwi like myself from Evermore. Mm. Great songwriter. Lights surrounding You was one of my favourite tracks from a few years ago. Mm. Great songwriter, written for people like Damien and Taylor mm. Henderson and mm. all these new mm. artists. But
0: and interesting for him too, to branch out and work, mm. in, work in a world that's not perhaps necessarily what you would expect John Hume to do.
1: He's mm. a music fan. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's a music fan, just like, you know, Kate Miller-Heidke, who's a, who's a musician.
1: And a Helpman Award winner now.
0: Yes, well, yeah. and, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. So she should win a Helpman you know, composing for her, you know, her opera, doing her opera, doing her pop. She's just got an extraordinary sensibility. There are other people on the record too that need to be mentioned, which I'm going to mention. There's a <laughs> young lady by the name of Hayley Warner who was on Australian Idol many 2009.
1: years ago. Right, yeah. when she was a Amazing kid. Amazing writer.
0: Amazing songwriter. A seer in her own, yeah. you know, in her own right. Have then you, you have a new single? Pleasure? No, I haven't. Oh yeah, of course oh, I've heard closure. Yes, it's of course great. I have, and you really need to support it because yeah. she d- she needs your support yeah, and she yeah. needs the community's support. She's an extraordinary talent. She's an incredibly humble and very, very honest and quite a spirit. Mm. Quite a spirited woman for a 23 year old. Then you have a young lady by the name of Hunter Nixon, tall blonde surfy girl, who's an exquisite songwriter who wrote Unravel Me with me. Mm. To who else is there? My last album had another young Australian woman who's based in LA now, Alex Hope. Hope. Yeah. You know, who's just a, a masterful young writer who co did Only Lonely with me. Incredible songwriter. Then you have Hayley Aitken, another baby from Australian Isle, You're who's right. been based in Stockholm the last couple of years, who's a beautiful songwriter. Then you've got Adam Argyle, who's an Englishman. Gorgeous writer. Just fantastic. Not somebody terribly known, but just there. There's a lot of... Tanya
1: Tanya Doko, like a who's a gorgeous... She's tiny. She's gorgeous. got a massive voice and great, great voice, songwriter.
0: But a great brain. Mm. Really healthy, really good brains. So I kind of She's doing
1: really well because she had a song on the Eurovision Winners album this year. Yes. Monzo Molo. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah she's done really well. Yeah, and fantastic. she's, you know, and it's she just recently became a mother and she lives in a foreign country and is, you know trying to do her craft uh, exactly. and and does it really well, you know. Mm. So it's a really beautiful selection of people on this record that are gorgeous and that are Australian and that I'm really proud to work with.
1: Speaking of gorgeous selection, this album has got some great tracks on it. I was out walking on Saturday
0: mm-hmm.
1: and had my headphones on your album. First time just listened to it. And one track I just... Shit! What's happened? This track is just incredible. Karma. Mm. I just, I don't know. It just grabbed me. Mm. at such an epic, mm. theatrical. Yes, track. yeah. There's and a darkness
0: to it that's yeah, quite.
1: And I, that one song, I just had to repeat it like two or three times.
0: That's interesting
1: because uh, that track just really grabbed me. Mm. It just, yeah.
0: I think the it's thing, a the the thing that is very interesting about this record is that i perhaps have delved a little bit more into trying to really bring that theatrical pop sensibility to it because and when i mm. also when i write i get an enormous amount of visualizations i see things so sometimes when i see those things i actually I need to accommodate those visuals that I have sonically. So a lot of it is very, very visual. Love Falls, for example, Mm, which starts off, which is great, starts off, the you know, a bar closing, a little bistro closing and then all of a sudden a muso who's maybe too pissed or, Mm. you know, sort of maybe, you know, Drugged in the corner sitting there, you know, still fag hanging out of his mouth with a piano accordion (laughs) sitting there playing this piano accordion, which I played, by the way. That's why it's so bad. But anyway, it's that kind of visualization to be able to take that sort of song out of its pop sensibility and make it a pop tango. It's, t- it's a pop tango for me. You know, I grew up listening to the Gotan Project in the in the 90s when in a fra- couple of French DJs, when that record came out, I mean, I was like, I had to pick up my f- teeth off the ground. <laughs> I was like, who are these guys? And they were DJs. Mm. They literally experimented so beautifully in taking old traditional French music and put, giving it a groove but keeping all this fantastic space, not everything today is about cluttering, you know, that I mm. don't know much about music today because it's not about Simplistic. that. Yes. But the simplicity of that Gotan project was a real musical reference for me because that album really marked me mm. because it was such a genius fusion of taking old music and, and yeah. totally marrying it with these fabulous sounds and loops and it was just it was a trip. That record still freaks me out when <laughs> I hear it. So Love Falls is very much a, a reflection of that kind of influence that I've had.
1: Finally, Tina, um, two of the up-tempo tracks, Magic and Overload, Ah, mm. uh, mm-hmm. single number two has to be um overload. <laughs> Love overload. It's a verse of joy, summery vibe, but the magic is great as well. Yeah, yeah, so totally, yeah, single totally. number two. What's the going to be?
0: I don't. I don't know. And you know what? I actually don't. I. I. I don't care. And I. And I say that with with a sense of nonchalance. Okay. Because. Today, for me, the whole industry, all I can do is give people a body of work. At the end of the day, how you see that body of work fitting to your agenda Mm. is your initiative. It's not mine. I can no longer sit here and say to people, I feel that you should play this because who am I to say that to people?
1: Tina Arena Thank you for joining us Tonight on the show
0: You're welcome And um, good
1: luck For the arias Of course um, Thank you Hall of Fame this year And the show was We'll simply read Album's out now 11 mm. This is Karma By Tina Arena From the new album You'll enjoy
0: Tina Arena and you're listening to Australia's LGBTI radio station, JOY 94.9. This JOYcast is a free service brought to you by JOY 94.9. Support JOY 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.
1: Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, JOY.